Welcome to the Bad Dad Horror Podcast with your hosts, John Couture and Sierra Couture. We all have daddy issues. Ours just comes with an extra helping of blood and gore. Welcome back to a very special episode of the Bad Dad Horror Podcast. I'm your host, John Couture. And I'm your co-host, Sierra Couture. Well, Sierra, it's our favorite time of the year. It's almost Halloween. How do you feel? This is my favorite holiday, so I'm really, really, really excited. Do you like Halloween? I love Halloween. I don't know if it's my favorite holiday. I mean, Christmas is amazing. I don't know how you can put it above <laughs> Christmas, but you like it more than Christmas? Yeah, I just like seeing people's costumes a lot and my own costumes. Well, that's very cool. And I'm sure the candy doesn't hurt at all either, does it? Yeah, but a lot of the candy they give out, I don't like the guy, I don't like Snickers. Oh, I don't like Snickers. We, if listeners, we may have to do a paternity test on our next special episode of the Bad the Dad Horror Podcast. Who doesn't like Snickers? Well, let us know if you like Snickers or what your favorite Halloween candy is. You can always get at us at baddadhorror at gmail.com or on our website, baddadhorror.com. Well, this is a very special episode of the Bad Dad Horror Podcast. Yes. As you know, we're in a midweek drop. We have now released a few episodes, and we're going off script a bit. You may have remembered from the episode we released earlier this week with Halloween, the 1978 movie, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we hinted that eventually the new movie, Hollywood Ends, would Halloween Ends would come out, and that we'd go see it in theaters. Yep. Well, flash forward the, to the magic of Hollywood and podcasting. We are actually have seen those movies, and we're going to talk about it. I also, we don't normally put a spoiler at the head of our podcast because most of the movies we talk about are 30, 40 years old. So if you haven't seen them by now, then there really isn't any need for a spoiler alert. However, we will be Halloween. talking and spoiling uh, Halloween Ends, which just came out. So if Brandy. you do not want to be spoiled... And you uh, want to see it without being spoiled, you might want to turn off the podcast right now and come back after you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you could stop when we, as, as as soon as you hear Halloween ends being mentioned, you can go. Correct. We are going to talk about the first two of the reboot trilogy. Uh, so if you just want to wait and listen to the first two, you can come back. So Sierra, let's talk a little bit about um, Halloween. We saw it a couple months ago, but again just dropped this week the episode do you what what do you look what were you looking forward to in terms of these new films in Hollywood related back to the original 1978 movie michael myers to die you want michael myers to die well you know that i mean the third film's called halloween end so we'll get there when we get to the podcast but maybe you'll get what you want you never know yeah i mean your grandmother is laurie strode she was almost murdered wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Okay, well, let's uh, jump right in, shall we? What's the first film we're going to talk about today? is Halloween 2018 version. It is directed by David Gordon Green, and it was basically set 40 years to the day from the events of the 1978 version of Halloween. It included uh, Jamie, Le- late Jamie Lee Curtis, which comes back and reprises her role as Laurie Strode. Yep. And it, um, you know, and we talked about this um, 
that the horrorine, the horrorine, the Halloween uh, franchise is such that there is no real linear way to watch the movie. It's not like you go one, two, three, four, and it works. There's, it's almost like a choose your own adventure in that there are sequels that are direct to the film, and then there's like reboots that completely do their own thing. And then there's some wacky, you know, versions where you can just skip like part three is an anthology that has nothing to do with Michael Myers. So it's kind of a uh, an interesting hodgepodge of a franchise. But we figured that it would be fun to watch the original Halloween 1978, then go back and watch the newer films, the David Gordon Green trilogy that just finished. So this one is Halloween uh, 2018. Uh, the events pick up. Michael Myers is in a psychiatric hospital. None of the events of the pre of the previous sequels that are in the franchise have taken place. This it's is direct from the first one. Correct. So this is a good way for you to watch uh, the go. So were you surprised because you know the end of Halloween 1978 kind of leaves it open ended, like many horror films, and that Michael Myers disappears. Yes. So, were you surprised that he just been kind of sitting around in jail for the last uh, forty years? Yeah, I was surprised about that because if he can just like sit right up again, how did they even get him in jail? Now, now, um, if he can kill a lot of people, how did he cooperate to get into the jail? Like. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's I think you know it's not something they really talk about in the franchise, but I think Michael Myers's power, um, and we see a little bit in this new trilogy, is derived from people he kills. You know, he kind of takes the life force of the people he kills, and that he makes him almost um, completely indestructible in many ways. Um, You know, he's you know a single gunshot isn't going to stop him. Stabbing with a knife isn't going to stop him. You know, being set on fire isn't going to stop him. So, but it does put you know slow him down a bit so perhaps they slowed him down a bit in the 1978 version enough for them to get him put in jail they uh they said in halloween kills which is skipping for a bit but they said um that the more he kills the more like more powerful he gets like the more harder he is going to be to stop and eventually kill absolutely and i think we see that um in the 2018 version um you know it's 40 years later we're not only checking in on Michael Myers, who's in a psychiatric hospital, um, is being visited by two podcasters. Um, you know, he's on the verge of being transferred to a quote unquote high max security prison, which is just you know, you know, movie talk for hey, we're gonna make a uh, we're gonna make a really dumb decision and try to move Michael Myers on Halloween, and guess what? He's going to escape. So, again, it wasn't too surprising. Uh, but we check in Lori Strode. Um, you know she's really living in fear. The last forty years, you know Michael Myers has done a number on her, both psychologically and mentally and physically. In that, you know she now basically lives as a hermit inside a cage. You know, waiting for Michael she's, Myers to return. She's been like, she's been waiting there for him to return. She has she has different things around her house, mm-hmm. like this cabin that opens up for her, her daughter, and her granddaughter to go into when he attacks. And she's trained her daughter and trained herself for if he ever returns. You know, it's a good question because I think this is, um, of the the new trilogy, what I really enjoyed about all three movies was that it takes takes the idea of evil, of these events that happen to, to people's lives and how they leave 
irrevocable damage upon their souls and, and on who they are as a person. And I think Laurie Strode and her family pay the price for a series of killings that were seemingly random back in 1978, 40 years ago. And even after 40 years, the evil of Michael Myers still, you know, trumpets every trumps everything in their in their life. It is the guiding role that Lori lives her life, and that you know her daughter lived it. But you know, was trying to push back, saying no. I'm, you know, Karen's like, no, I'm I'm done with this. And, and Allison, in in a lot of ways, is caught in the middle because she really loves her grandmother and wants to have more of a relationship like that. But at the same time, she also realizes that you know her mom has valid points as well. So what do you think about, how do you think about the, the idea that evil can leave a, a stain upon a person that just continues to interfere with their lives years and decades later? Well, I mean, in Laurie Strode's case, I really think, like, it, I mean, it wasn't really a surprise that it left a mark on her because it, he killed basically her entire thing of friends at that in Correct. that movie yeah all her friends that she was talking to as you saw her exit the school right all of them got killed true so i feel like yeah it can definitely leave a stain on a person do you think she would have been better off had michael myers been killed at the end of 1978 you know you know the dr loomis you know steps in and prevents the cops from killing michael myers in the 2018 movie kind of like a preamble where we get to see uh, the sheriff <clears throat> and all those events that take place there. Do you think it would have had a different effect had Michael Myers been killed outright from there? Or do you think the unsolved aspect and the fact that he was still, the unresolved aspect, the fact that he was still alive, had it had more of an impact? Yeah, I feel like it would have been better for her if he had died. Sure. Because then you wouldn't be scared of him coming back. Right. He just... He, you just, you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to make a, make a cage, if he wasn't gonna come. Right, but yet, and yet, in the same way, you still would have that pain and suffering yeah, of losing your friends. And you definitely would have some psychological issues um, at play there. Um, I really enjoyed Halloween 2018. I, I like the fact that, um, you know, they set it up as Lori still being in fear. Then they kind of play a little twist on it towards the end where we realize that Lori isn't living in fear. She's actually been training all these years and she's, you know, not living in fear. She's living in preparation for the return of Mike Myers. She knows Michael's going to return. And she, when he does, she's going to be ready. Her family's going to be ready and they're going to get their just re rewards. And, you know, to a, to a certain extent, um, you know, there's obviously there's people that die along the way. That's, it wouldn't be a Halloween movie without it, but I, I like the way this one ended. Uh, you know, I like the fact that, you know, Lori's able to bring three generations of women, very strong women in her family, Allison and Karen and, and Lori, okay. uh, the three, uh, three strode women. And, you know, they're able to go, you know, toe to toe with Michael Myers and hold their own. And not only not only hold their own, but they actually you know trap Michael Myers in a burning house. You know, for all all things considered, game over. You know, house burns down, Michael yeah. burns to crisp, and there goes the franchise. And uh, you know, so I thought it was a very satisfying way to end the first film. But is that the case? Did you what did you think of that aspect of it? Of the burning fire. Oh, just the fact that the yeah, the, the women were able to get the revenge. And, really, really, really liked that idea. I also really liked towards the end when Karen was acting like she couldn't do it, mm -hmm. lured, and she lured Michael into that chat. Right. Um, and my only question is if Karen, 
um, is if Karen knew about the whole plan the whole time, or if Karen thought her mom was just living in fear the whole time. Yeah, I don't. I I think that her. I think Karen had a lot of. Uh, I think the first part of the movie where they showed her fighting with Lori and and the fact that she didn't like Lori and she thought Lori was being. I think that was real. But I think towards towards the end when she saw Michael return, that sort of flipped the switch for her, yeah. where she said, "Yeah, you know what? Okay, my mom has raised me. She's trained me." She wasn't just crazy. The boogeyman exists, and now we're going to go to work. And I, and I love that whole sequence. The last the third act, you know, last thir- thirty minutes of that movie, I really enjoyed. It was some of the best Halloween uh, footage and some of the best Halloween movies I've, I've seen to date. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, Sierra, how did you feel about Halloween two thousand eighteen? How would you rank it, and did you enjoy it? The ending was very satisfying. It was I really enjoyed it to be fairly honest. But um yeah, I think it was just really good. And my I like how they built it up to tell you that Lori was living in fear. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't and she was like living in revenge. Sure. Absolutely. Myers. But um yeah, I really liked it. I would rate it a ten. A 10 out of 10. Wow, a perfect movie rating for Halloween 2018. You heard it here first. How do you know that? All right, secure a perimeter. Hospital's on lockdown. All right, listen, folks. Listen, folks, please. The boogeyman is at large. He's got no choice but to emerge. He is an apex predator. When he surfaces, there will be no pause. There will be no empathy. This ends when Michael is dead. Michael Myers will be executed tonight, and it will not go without witness. We need all of you. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. All right, everybody, calm down. The sheriff's department. No, 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 sheriff. We will not calm down. We have watched your department fail, fail tonight. This is Haddonfield. This is our town. He killed my daughter 40 years ago. It desecrated her body. Evil dies tonight. God damn it, Bracket. I am the law, not you. Moving right along, the second film in the trilogy was the 2021 film, also directed by David Gordon Green, and that is Halloween Kills. The film picks up basically right at the end of the credits of Halloween 2018. Michael Myers is still in the basement. He's going to be burnt to a crisp, and Laurie, who's suffered a uh, catastrophic, uh, you know, stabbing at the hands of Michael Myers, is en route to the hospital with Karen and, and Allison. Although I believe Allison was di- was in a different place, but they see fire trucks go by as they're being transported to the hospital, and and, and, and Laurie uh, screams out, "Let let them die, just let them burn." But you get a feeling that unfortunately the fire firefighters are going to help save, you know, try to save Laurie's house un- inexplicably, unknowingly. That Michael Myers is inside. Yeah. Now, if they had knew Michael Myers was inside, they probably wouldn't have gone and tried to un- delay the house. They Pro- probably would have been like... Probably not. I think it would have been, a- been like, hey, you know what? Let's just let this one burn down. Yeah. But they don't. They go in. They they go in to try to save the house. And, and, and it, un- un- you know, unfortunately, they not only allow Michael Myers to live, but then they also allow him to escape. And, you know, and this is one of the best sequences, I thought, in terms of pure killing um, that really showed the ability of Michael Myers and his, 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 his just his yeah. killing machine is when he comes out 
and he kills all those firefighters, which are trained, you know, muscular men that are, you know, that are brave, and 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 he just goes through them like through like a like a hot knife through butter. They all had like good weapons, like mm-hmm. um, firefighters' hoses have a lot of power. Sure, and they were and they had axes, and they, they had, had axes. Some and... guy had the chainsaw yeah. thing, but in the circle, I don't know what you call that. Yeah, like a jaws of life chainsaw, and then uh, it unfortunately he attacks Michael Myers, and Michael Myers is just like hello, and I'm gonna use it upon you. And, and turns it around on him. Yeah. And he gets his comeuppance that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the first uh, 15 minutes of that film, of the uh, Halloween Kills, I think was just just absolute Michael Myers in his glory. Um, if if the first film, Halloween 2018, is about Laurie Strode getting her revenge and about the empowerment of their family and living up to you know living uh, you know uh, standing up to the curse and, and and trying to forge a new life, I think you know I think Halloween Kills really is a film that showcases and spotlights michael myers as the killing machine that he is um you know especially at the end there definitely at the end we'll get there um you know it picks up right the same night um you know the theme of this film seems to be the 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 cheers that go up evil dies tonight which is taken up by uh, the townspeople and you know this is really the first film for me in the franchise that kind of takes the whole idea of michael myers beyond the concept of just michael and laurie and a family and babysitters and kind of you know kind of showcases that the whole town of haddonfield has been affected for 40 years it isn't just 40 years of laurie stroll living with the memory of michael myers this is the whole town who's basically had their identity tied to this killer and after 40 years you know enough's enough and you know i really some of the aspects i really loved about hollywood kills is that they get uh, tommy doyle comes back and lonnie comes back some of the uh some of the kids that survived from the original 1978 version um their characters come back in in hollywood kills although played by um uh, played by uh, different char- different actors, um, obviously. But you know, I really like the fact. I, I really like the way they they handled that, and uh, you know, it was, it, it was a nice touch to kind of not only, yeah. you know, kind of put a bow on their stories to kind of show how not only was Lori affected, but you know, Tommy and Lonnie, their whole lives have been living in this fear of the boogeyman, and and you know, in in a certain way, they're able to, you know, try and and get some you know get some revenge themselves i like how all the characters from halloween and halloween 2018 not all of them but a whole lot of the survivors come back like Mm -hmm. um i think her name i don't remember what her name was but it was uh it was a kid with braids from original halloween she came back Mm -hmm. just not a kid anymore obviously right um a kid from halloween 2018 came back in Mm -hmm. halloween kills um yeah i mean it's the same night so i mean the people are you know you know the first two films in this trilogy halloween 2018 and halloween kills are basically take place you know the same 48 hour period so to speak so you know a lot of the same characters we've had but you know i really enjoyed you know checking in on on, especially tommy doyle which i know you don't know who anthony michael hall is but he's the guy who plays tommy doyle he's a great actor comedy actor but during the 80s he was mostly a he was in the breakfast club and he was in uh, weird science he was a you know a lot of comedies a lot of what are uh, john hughes i'm sorry i don't know what any of those are i know and, and and i feel like i'm being the bad dad by not introducing you to breakfast club and uh weird science and 
and Pretty in Pink and everything else that Anthony Michael Hall has been in. So, uh, but he's a great actor from the '80s. He's he did some horror TV and some some different things in horror. So he's kind of got the horror chops in terms of an actor, and he's just he's a great actor. So you know, seeing him play Tommy was a highlight for me. I think it was really good. You know, he was able to portray Tommy and show you know the strength that he's gotten over the years, but also a lot of the same fragility that that Tommy had in the original 1978 movie, and that you know ultimately. You know, at the end of the day, is a lot of the bravado he had was a more of a false bravado. Um, I really like how Tommy Doyle, in the original one, Tommy Doyle was a kid and he was bullied. He wasn't like, he wasn't standing up for himself and right. he wasn't like leading anything. But then Tommy Doyle in the future on Halloween Kills, he um gets up and he he knows how to. Stand, stand, stand up to stand yeah. up for himself and stand up. Well, yeah, that's absolutely. I, I, you know, and again, that's you know, that's that you know, from director David Gordon Green, that's that's some great character development and yeah. seeing those arcs and seeing them come back. And you know, ultimately, unfortunately for for Tommy and Lonnie and most of the characters from the original 1978 film, Halloween Kills doesn't end the way they would hope to. And Michael Myers is able to close off a whole lot of loose ends uh, as Halloween, Halloween Kills comes to an end, as it were. Um, but, you know, it, it was certainly a satisfying. And I think between the two, the first two movies, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills for me were, I would say, in it, with Halloween 1978, were the three best films in the franchise for me. I enjoyed them thoroughly. I think they provide a great overarching story arc and i think they provide really good closure mm-hmm. um unfortunately you know we're left at the end of halloween, the kills. halloween kills what's that i said not the same good closure as halloween kills not right the, like there wasn't exactly closure at the end of halloween kills we're left with the not that people wanted right you know you know it was left to where it could have been uh, you know, it could have been, you know, you know, Michael could have been gone for good, but you know, he disappears and, 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 you know, it, and it, I, like, as Michael's often want to do, he, he disappears out of the light and, you know, so we're left with the unknown and that kind of sets up the third, the second, the third film in the franchise. But before we get there, I need to get your thoughts. How did you feel overall about Halloween kills and what would you rank it? I liked Halloween kills, but at the end, uh, but at the end, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really like how he. It's kind of weird how he killed like a whole set of like forty people at mm-hmm. once. Sure. I mean, they were kind of coming at him all at once. I don't feel like even if he was that strong by now, I don't feel like he'd be able to fight out forty people at once. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, he, you know, for me, if it was only two films in this, you know, if it ended with Helen kills and if it ended with the mob killing Michael Myers and then tack on the end of Hollywood ends and we'll get there not to not to spoil it too quickly mm-hmm. but if you tack on the ending of Hollywood ends to Halloween kills I, I think that's two perfect movies I think you you make with Halloween 1978 that's a that's a trilogy of films that I think you know exquisitely tells the story of um of Michael Myers and um you know I, and I think that's great and unfortunately though that's not what happened um so uh so what did you rank it uh what would you give it a ranking nine nine okay nine not bad not a 10 not a 10 like the like Halloween 2018 but solid nine that's pretty good it's been four years since michael myers vanished without a trace hello 
watching me. You pretend like you moved on, but you're actually just obsessed with death. What are you gonna do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming. But this time, something feels different. He's more dangerous. Again, I also want to caution that we are going into Hollywood Ends now, a 2022 film. This directed is where the spoilers by, come in. Directed by David Gordon Green. And again, and yes, this is a spoiler. This is your last spoiler. If you don't want to get spoiled on Hollywood Ends, please turn off the podcast and come back when you've seen it. This isn't just like a light spoiler. We'll probably be describing the entire thing. So it's like, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. They've been warned, Sierra. So let's get into Hollywood Ends. And Hollywood Ends was an interesting movie. Now, this is, again, this is the first film that you've seen in theaters that's a horror film. Yeah. That was kind of the neat thing about this. We went back and watched Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills and then to get ready. And then this weekend, we went and saw Hollywood Ends, second weekend of release, right around Halloween with a good crowd. And so tell me off the bat, uh, well, first we'll get a little bit into the, the, the film. You know, this film picks up, it does pick up right after the Halloween Kills in a way, but it doesn't. It shows us, it shows an event that happens um, in 2019, which I guess was the year after Michael Myers, um, of the events of 2018 and Halloween Kills. But we pick up on Corey Cunningham, who is a 21-year-old um, gardener, or lawn boy who you know they fills in last minute as a babysitter and has a tragic event um, where he accidentally kills the child that he was babysitting. You know, very you know it, it set you know the whole the whole the whole way it started. I'm sitting there going, wow, this is a very weird setup. And I had a feeling that they were going to kind of do like a Friday Thirteenth Part Five where Jason Voorhees isn't really Jason Voorhees. So I thought, I thought, oh great, we're gonna get set up where Corey Cunningham is gonna take the mantle of Michael Myers, and we're not gonna really get a Michael Myers film. It's gonna be a whole different thing. Uh, that did not happen. But um, it sets up after that sequence. We get four years past between 2018, so we're in the present day, 2022. Yeah. Uh, where the majority of the, the film takes place, and ultimately, a lot of the film is centered around Corey Cunningham and the fallout 
from his tragic accident and how the town is, you know, basically deified or deified has demonized him and made him out to be, you know, a, a murderer where, you know, he technically wasn't a murderer, it was an accident and which he feels a lot of remorse for, but the town just won't let him, you know, they won't forgive him. They won't let him move on. Um, and he is falls for Allison, who is Lori's, um, granddaughter and Lori actually sets him up. But, you know, things start to spiral out of hand for Corey. And we get kind of a Christine. I know you haven't seen Christine yet. We'll get there. We get kind of a Christine uh, storyline where uh, Michael Myers is, um, you know, being used as a... uh, 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 being used as a weapon against the bullies of Corey, as it were. But Corey does some killing, too. So, you know, it's an interesting... He does do a lot of... He does. But it's, you know, it's kind of... For, you know, 75% of the movie, it's not a Michael Myers movie. It's a Corey Cunningham movie. I Uh, like that movie. Yeah, I like the movie, too. But, you know, for me, you know, I love the ending. But at the same time, I didn't care. You know, it wasn't the best part of it. I thought, you know, again, we could have chopped off the end of Halloween Ends, put it on Halloween Kills, wrap up that series. It's been great. You could have Corey Cunningham start a whole new franchise, a whole new direction if the next film. But so tell me, what did you think about uh, Halloween Ends? Really good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, it, again, like you said, it could have been a whole new movie, could have been like completely known, like. Scarecrow man. Yeah. He d- he wears a scarecrow mask if you don't get that. Yes. But um um yeah, but yeah, I think it could have just been a whole nother thing. Like it yeah. couldn't really touch on Michael Myers at all. And mm-hmm. it could have just been some guy that went crazy from all the bullying. Right. And, I mean it didn't have to be Michael Yeah, Myers. it was almost like it felt like there was two movies going on. You know, it felt yeah. like they took two films. You got the Corey Cunningham aspect, then you got the Michael Myers aspect. And they kind of, you know, hodgepodge them together and, you know, made a Frankenstein type approach to a movie. And Elmer glued it. I didn't, yeah, Elmer, Elmer's glued it together. And I didn't care for it as much as I did for the first two films. I mean, you know, I thought it was good, you know, yeah. uh, but I didn't think it was as good as the f- Hollywood 2018 and Hollywood Kills. Um, but, you know, there's some aspects I liked about it, other things I didn't care for. Yeah. Um, same as well here for me. Because it just had some really good aspects to it. Like, sure. I love the ending. Uh, I like the Corey Cunningham. I like the beginning, honestly. I mean, yeah. I, just, I just felt bad for him at first. Um, right. Yeah, they definitely... As the, as the movie goes on, you begin to feel not bad for him at he, all. No, but. he certainly, as evil grips, takes over and gri- takes grip of his body, you definitely have less uh, feeling of compassion for Corey Cunningham. But, you know, at the start of the, at the, start of the film, you do feel bad for him because, you know... Uh, the the child he was babysitting, which I can't the the name the character. Um, that child was annoying. Man. He was annoying. He locked him in a you know in an attic room, and he was just trying to get out, and that's what caused the accident where the boy dies. He banged open the door, mm-hmm. and it caused the boy to fall off the railing. I mean, this is a huge house. It was multiple sure. stories. He was multiple stories. Right. Up. He mm-hmm. fell about thirty feet, and yeah, you know, spoiler alert, he did not survive. So and. Coincidentally, um, um, Corey Cunningham had a knife in his hand before he had been cutting food. Do you not remember that part? Mm-hmm. He had a knife. He had sure. a knife, and uh, it could have looked like he had hurt him in some other way. Yeah, but they didn't really play know. into that. But know that you know, and, and the thing is, is you know, and then then after that event, you kind of have a four year, you know, you know, passage of time. So, you know, in the intervening four years, it's hard Co- to know what really everyone yeah. thought. 
Right, but in the in the intervening four years, Corey Cunningham is is left to basically, you know, as the scorn of the town. You know, this is a town Haddonfield, as we found out in the first two films. You know, this is a town that's been scarred by Michael Myers. They've got they they you know they have to live every day as being the town of Michael Myers. It used to be a town where nothing happened. It was like not like boring, but like it used to like it was perfect. But then Michael Myers came and everything mm-hmm. was ruined, and immediately everyone is scared and fear and yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know I think that's the problem you run into is that you know that. You know, and you get kind of that, you know, then the build up in the intervening four years, the little montage is that people, you know, think Michael Myers is always coming back. They're like, oh, no, you know, they, they had some murders the following year and it was like, oh, no, it was Michael Myers because Michael doesn't use a gun. And then they had a suicide where a woman, you know, hung herself up and they, again, people were wondering if it was Michael Myers that caused the suicide. But no, it was just, you know, so, you know, they're left wondering, you know, is Michael Myers gone for good or is he just, you know, hibernating? Does evil hibernate or is evil always around? And, you know, and I think in a town like that that's always living on pins and needles, I think ultimately at the end of the day, they wanted a new boogeyman. And while Michael Myers was away, they made Corey Cunningham as their boogeyman. He was the, yeah. you know, the stand-in for Michael Myers. So in that respect, I like the parallel that they did in Hollywood Ends between they're Michael just... and Corey. So used to having something to to look down on, to mm-hmm. having something to talk about that right. was not like. But when Michael Myers went, they just couldn't, cause he they thought he was gone. Right. For a minute there, and then Corey Cunningham had an accident with a kid he was babysitting, and mm-hmm. he was basically the only thing that they thought that they had left to make fun of or look down on puns. Sure. They started. Yeah, and that brings a good question, and that's kind of the the leading question of this whole film, Hollywood Ends, is, you know, what is evil? Is evil a part of nature? Like, Michael Myers was born evil. As a kid, he killed his sister, and he kept killing. All he knows is killing, and that's the only way he can express himself. He doesn't even speak in in this franchise, you know, except for a few stray words here and there. So, you know, is evil something that is you're born with are you born evil or is evil a product of the environment upon which you're raised and treated because Corey cunningham would certainly be a person who was not evil up until the point where the accident changed his life but that accident and that you know that injection of evil into his life made him evil and allowed him to be used by Michael Myers as an instrument of evil. And I think to a certain extent, you see a little bit of that in Allison because I think Allison starts to fall for Corey and, you know, she starts to have a dark side, which again, was she born with that evil? Did it trans, you know, did it come from Michael Myers? Did it come from Lori? Or was it something that was a product of her upbringing? So what do you think about evil? Do you think it's something that you're born with or is something that you learn or it can be a little of both? Yeah, I feel like it's a mixture of both for different different cases, different sure. people. Yep. There's definitely some cases out there where people were born with it. Like, there's just no way. Like, right. they've been killing up until, like, their whole life. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people that um, just had a really terrifying experience. Right. and Or they're they, bullied by their parents or bullied yeah, at school. Abused. abused like, yeah. They can't get over it, and so they start to become evil. Yeah, so I agree, and I think, you know, I think we see we see a good example of each of the two variations of evil and how they come and play together. 
interestingly enough, though, I you know it was it's one where I was kind of hoping at the end that we get some sort of um, redemption from Corey. I was hoping that Corey would, you know, kill would 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 set up a way for Michael to be killed, um, you know, and, and kind of redeem himself in those lives because you know he's you know fallen. Allison's fallen in love with him, so you know you would hope that there'd be some sort of redeeming quality there, but that's not the way the movie goes. Corey Cunningham goes full on Michael Myers, complete with the mask. And, uh, unfortunately, just like Halloween kills, you know, he runs in a Lori Strode and Lori's like, I don't care if you're wearing the mask or if you're real Michael or not, uh, you're not coming in here to get me. And, uh, she takes care of business as it were, um, with, with Corey Cunningham. Although, he, At the end, he she really didn't because he ended up killing himself. And his last words like, "If I can't have her, nobody will." And he yeah. and he stabbed himself. But then that was a very gross scene. Unfortunately, then Allison walks in and she has the idea that right. her mother has. She killed. walks in at the wrong time, and yeah. Lori's holding the knife, and Corey's bleeding out, and. She certainly thinks that uh, Lori had done the job. Lori is one who did the job, correct? So that's an. It was an interesting respect, but then you know, if that wasn't bad enough, they're the other family. Then Michael Myers shows up for real, and then we get the, we get the resolution that we were all hoping for. We get the Hollywood ends part of Hollywood ends. Um, there's no question about it. Michael Myers is no longer with us, right? I mean, they stabbed him they killed him they and gave him a parade through town which was sliced funny. Up, sliced his throat they sliced his throat wasn't dead enough though so wasn't dead enough as a great line he's took dead him to like enough. a human-sized uh what do you call them what do you call them Oh, when they chop up cars, yeah, it's like a yeah, yeah. it's like so they, they before that though they they have this whole, this whole parade which I think was just I mean it was I was sitting there giggling in the theater because it was just so surreal, but when you think about it in the context of Halloween twenty eighteen and Halloween Kills, it makes perfect sense. This is a you know this is a person who has basically defined this whole town's identity for forty years. And now they finally can put it to rest and put it behind them, and they do. They take him to the junkyard. Yeah. Um, they, they put, put him in. The in they put him in the crusher, the car crusher, the grinder, and it, the camera doesn't pan away. There's no. Uh, there is no uh, room for debate. Michael Myers he is ultimately is, dead. He is crushed into a billion pieces. His his head explodes and is crushed. I mean, it's it's pretty violent. So there is no question he's over. I mean, he's exploded many heads before. So. It's true. So he finally gets what's coming to him. Now, the question for you, Sierra, is do you think this is the end of the Halloween franchise? Or do you think there's a way, there's some stories we could tell moving forward that makes sense within the construct of the Halloween? Definitely the end of Michael Myers. He is not coming back. No, Michael but... Myers is dead, correct. And it might be the end for the Lori family, too, although Allison may be able to come back and. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is the end of Laurie Strode's. I think, you know, Halloween, Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Those four films, I think, complete the Laurie Strode saga and uh, complete her story. However, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring back the Halloween th- through Allison. Yeah. Um, you know, cause she is, she definitely within the film Hollywood ends, she has definitely been affected by the murders and the violence around her definitely. and falling in love with Corey, who's a killer. And, you know, she shows signs of being open to violence. 
um, and being open to that. So, and at the end, Lori has the mask. You know, there was a nice little. Yeah, Lori has the masks at her house. And she's finishing up her novel. Yeah. No one really knows. Well, people might know, but me and my sorry, me and my dad might know not. And me and my dad don't know really what that means. Yeah, it's open to interpretation. I, you know, I think it's, I think it's a nice little Easter egg. I think it's, I think it's a trophy. You know, I think Lori took it as a trophy for. I finally got my boogeyman. A and, souvenir. And I got my souvenir, but at the same time is I, I think it opens up the possibility that you know, they they started this whole trilogy in 2018 with the podcasters visiting Michael in the asylum with the mask thinking that the mask was a huge totem that would is part of the reason why Michael Myers kills. The, the mask might also be part of his power too. Sure. Because as you saw, he killed those, I don't know what that was. He killed those people just to get his mask back from mm-hmm. their car. He did all that just to get the mask. So I think the mask certainly has a piece of play into it. Yeah, him. for certainly for Michael Myers, the mask is a huge per, part of his persona and, and his identity. But I think also it does have certain powers. And I think, you know, ultimately, I, I don't think that's the last time we're going to see the Michael Myers mask. I think you're going to see that mask in another film. And I wouldn't be surprised if Allison um, is the one who's wearing the mask. Because I think, you know, ultimately, I think all the violence in her upbringing, all the violence that she's experienced in the last five years, has had an expand has had an effect upon her, and I think that's that effect is what we're going to see, and go from there. And I think you know ultimately it's going to be a t- passing the time, maybe five ten years. Lori will be you know have passed of natural causes, um, and I think it'll be Allison will turn to the dark side, as it were. And um, I bet that's an interesting story, and I mean I love to see that. Is there any story that you want to see? in the Halloween franchise that they haven't explored. Um, I definitely want to see Allison come back. Now, I don't know if I want her to be Michael Myers or Mm -hmm. if I don't yet, but I definitely want her to come back. And maybe it would be cool if Corey came back too, but I also think he's kind of dead. Yeah, Corey's kind of dead. Oh, yeah, I forgot that he's dead. You slice your own throat, you're pretty oh, much yeah, dead. Oh, yeah, I pretty much forgot that he did that. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so let's uh, let's get your f- your final thoughts on Hollywood Ends. Um, what did you think about you it? Ju- you, and keep what did you, write? Holly- you keep saying Hollywood Ends. Halloween, Halloween Ends. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> we're, we're not perfect. Um, but I thought it was, I think it was really good. Honestly, I like the Corey Cunningham part mm-hmm. and I like the backstory, but I rate it a 9.5 out of 10. Wow. You rated it higher than Hollywood Kills with a 9.5. Yeah. You know, I didn't care for it as much as the first two. I think it was a solid film, but it wasn't a Halloween film in my mind. So if I was ranking it, it's probably more of a seven, eight era. Mm. So, but it was, I liked the resolution. I liked the ending. Uh, again, if you take the ending, chop it off Hollywood, Halloween ends and put it on Halloween kills. I think you have a perfect two movies that would be a great addition to the 1978 original film. Mm. So now the question remains here. What is your, what is the favorite film of the four Halloween films that you've seen? And what is the favorite film that you've seen so far in our little journey? I have a question for you too after this. Okay. But my favorite Halloween film is Halloween 2018. Okay. The favorite one I've seen so far, I like the Halloween 2018, but I also really like The Shining so far. Okay. All right. So, and my question for you is, do you think any one of these had like a really, a really flaw that like stuck out to you that was just like that was just like oh wait okay yeah that really made you like think about it i don't know i mean i think there's definitely you you, whenever you try to 
you know, shoehorn in a trilogy after of a film that was 40 years old, you're going to run into certain things. Like for me, the biggest, you know, while I love Will Patton as an actor who plays the sheriff that ends up falling in love with Laurie at the end, you know, you know, his character wasn't one that was in the original film. I mean, obviously, yes, there was a character that does that type of thing, but he wasn't, you know, Will Patton didn't play that. So, you know, a lot of the, I think a lot of the storyline stuff with his character about him killing his partner accidentally and then you know that you know th- that was kind of a little over the over the lines of saying that's not playing fair in terms of the rules of Halloween and I you know and ultimately it pays off to a certain extent but at the at, yeah. you know but he's really pushed the sidelines and Hollywood ends Halloween ends and I really think that had he played a bigger role in bringing out the final events, I think it would have made a little more sense in the whole scheme, grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I also noticed that in each of the Halloween movies, the jack-o'-lantern at the beginning is changed, and mm-hmm. it kind of depicts what's going to happen in the movie. Like, um, for Halloween Kills, for example, um, there are a whole lot of um, jack-o'-lanterns. Like, there's just more and more of them, and they were bright and burning. But in Halloween Ends, then you kept seeing more jack-o'-lanterns kept coming with more, like, frightening faces until one came and it was empty, like a new like a new jack-o'-lantern. Right, it's probably communicating Corey Cunningham being a fresh pumpkin that needs to... Uh, a fresh pumpkin. That Michael Myers is able to shape into whatever horror that he wants. Uh, you know, it's a good good example. I'm, I'm sure we could spend a lot of time just talking about the openings to these movies because I'm sure there's yeah. a lot to be said to it, but that's an interesting point for sure. Okay, well, we've enjoyed these films, the Halloween films. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy going to see your first film in the your first yeah. horror film in a theater? It really helped that it was like all dark around mm-hmm. and people weren't that much talking, like you couldn't right. hear people in other rooms. Right, definitely, yeah. You know, we, it's hard for us to watch films sometimes because we, you know, you got your brother and, and mommy around. Um, well, this is uh, been a great bonus episode. There may even be a unique twist on the episode for Halloween. So come back and join us Monday where we're going to drop a new episode. It may be a special episode before we get back into the track the way things were. Until then, we'll, we'll be, be back. back. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh!